Today on episode number 469 of the School of Podcasting's morning announcements, which you can find at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 469, we've got a free tool to help notify your audience when you have a new episode out. We've got some news and stats on Serial, and I'm going to tell you a strategy for building your audience. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your very own personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, man, am I glad you are here. We talk about all things podcasting here, whether you are a brand new podcaster or a veteran, we talk about massaging your message so it really has an impact with your audience. We help you tackle that technology and get all the geek speak out of the way. That's kind of what I do. I've been uh, helping people understand technology for over 20 years, and I hopefully am explaining this in a fun and entertaining way that makes sense. And then last but not least, uh, we flatten the learning curve and get you on the road to pain-free podcasting. Our website is School of Podcasting. Com. We got a lot going on, and so. In case you missed it, it's time for a podcast rewind. I was blessed to be on the Spreaker live show. This is uh, done by my buddy Rob Greenley, who, if you've listened to the show for a while, uh, Rob used to work for Microsoft. He was the man behind the the Microsoft Zune, and he has worked for Podcast One. He does the uh, new media show with Todd Cochran, and uh, now he's working for Spreaker, and I was uh, asked to be on the show, and we talked a lot of, uh, in fact, some of the news I'm going to talk about today, I learned from this show, and it is kind of a little bit of, it's a podcast about podcasting, but Rob has such a wide range uh, and wide view of the scope. It's going to be a pretty cool show. I think he's on episode six, and... uh, he was talking about there's a network now for podcasts about pot or as they like to call it cannabis here is Rob and I talking about that. <laughs> what? Well, yeah. And it's, it's just one of those ways again, to kind of rally the tribe, you know, and in some cases uh, that community is going to, you know, keep up to date on everything that's going on there as well as, you know, any kind of laws or any kind of injustice that they could maybe rise up and, and, reach out against and stop stuff like that. So it's interesting. I, I love to see anything like this where it's just a, a built-in community and something yeah. to rally around. And uh, I love the energy of the intro. I thought that was pretty cool. So uh, yeah. uh, it's, it's not my cup of tea, but I, I was like, all right, I, I might listen to that, you know. <laughs> get a get a little cannabis education there. Yeah. Um, can, I get a, can I get a contact buzz by listening? Is that how that Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's about all you're going to get out of it, right? Um, <laughs> but that's an example of if you are a, a small group and you can't seem to get any exposure for your message, uh, a podcast is a great way to start. And one of the things I've always been interested in, I know uh, Pat Flynn, who's a uh, famous podcaster now, was... Uh, you know, years ago, a famous blogger, very successful blogger, and he started a podcast based on the information on his blog and grew his audience by about 20%. Well, uh, Darren Rouse is the man behind Pro Blogger, and he also does a digital photography studio, and he was on the Rainmaker, the new Rainmaker 
podcast with uh, Brian Clark, and I actually made a clamor out of this. And uh, here's the thing. If you're a blogger and you're like, eh, I don't know if I should get into podcasting, check this out. But the real cool thing is that you're going to reach people that may have never heard of you. Uh, iTunes put it in so quickly, took 12 hours to get approved. So um, it kind of got found. So, yeah, it's it's already found um, one new reader, which is um, amazingly quick for me. Yeah, so here he's getting a new audience through his podcast. And he said he'd been listed and shortly thereafter that, you know, people are starting to find him that uh, I always tell bloggers you know, you have great content. I'm looking at your website. You have phenomenal content. I can't read it on my way to work, but I could if it was a podcast. Also, Startup. This is a great podcast where originally they did the story of of their podcast starting up and they're actually a company that helps people create podcasts. And uh, it's from the guys, uh, Alex Bloomberg, who has an NPR background. He worked on This American Life. And the second season, they followed this other company called dating ring. And so on the season finale, they mentioned what effect being on a podcast had for dating ring. That's one of the things we said we'd talk about in this final episode, what opening yourself up to a podcast like this one does to your business for dating ring. One of the things it did, not surprisingly, it brought them a lot more business. The matchmakers told us that over half the people there that night had heard about Dating Ring on this very podcast. Half of the people that came to that business came from the podcast. Does podcast advertising work? Sure. Now, that's a completely different story because their whole season, they had 10 episodes about Dating Ring. But there was a great, there's a, an article, and I'll link to this out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 469. And I heard about this from Rob. And we talk a little bit about this on the Spreaker live show. And I wanted to dive now, a little in this deeper report, into it. It was talking. Now, if you're, I guess I should say this. If you missed the whole cereal thing, uh, mine is uh, Raisin Bran and, of course, Frosted Flakes because they're great. And uh, cereal was the, is this podcast a uh, done in an, N- in an NPR style where they're talking about someone who was in jail who may or may not have killed his girlfriend, hit her with a shovel, and stuck her in a trunk. And it's very compelling, very interesting, very well-produced show. And um, so there's this report about how it affected podcasting. And they said the survey went out to 137,000 newsletters. Now, you're not going to be able to do that for free. (laughs) And of that, based on the statistically representative sample of 6,000 300 responses, and it's time for Fun With Math. That's right, 6,300 divided by 137,000 is 4.6%. Now, I've always said, if you're like, if I could just get 50% of my audience to give me a buck, well, guess what? That's a pipe dream. Forget about it. Forget about it. Oh, you ain't going to get that, honey. No way. Oh, uh, 4.6% is uh, actually pretty good. I, I tell people three. If you um, read Jared Easley's book, Podcasting, Good to Great, How to Grow Your Audience Through Collaboration, he talks about the rule of 3%. So 4.6% is actually pretty good. But here's some of the things they said. In just 90 minutes, more than 5,600 people completed the survey. 
And they say almost 23% of the subscribers said Sarah was the very first podcast they'd ever listened to. Uh, 90% of those first-time listeners said it changed the way they think about podcast. And 89% of the first-time listeners were inspired to try more podcast. And approximately 49% of that 89%, are you getting lost in the stats yet? Yeah. Uh, now listen on a, a weekly basis. And at least according to a CNN report, as of December 22nd, 2014, Syria was getting 3.4 million downloads, averaging an episode. 3.4 million. That's a whole lot of downloads. So I took those percentages, the 23%, the 9%, the 89%, and applied it to 3.4 million. And so 23% uh, said Sierra was the first podcast they'd ever listened to. That is 782,000 people, all right? 90% of those 782,000 said it changed the way they viewed podcasting. So we, of those 782, 703,000 went, oh, podcasting, what do you know? Now, of those 703,000, or I'm sorry, of the first-time listeners, that's the 782,000, 695,980 have now gone on to try more podcasts. And of those 695,980 people, 341,030 are now listening on a weekly basis. So we could say that Serial, more likely, more or less, give or take a couple million, thousand, whatever, 341,000 new podcast listeners to podcasting due to Serial. It's a really interesting report. And um, if you're a stat junkie like me, I love stuff like this. So you can basically say that Serial, based on the numbers from a CNN report and based on the uh, report from their email survey, 341,000 new listeners to podcasting. Welcome to the party, pal. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world. One download at a time. There is a new tool in town, and it is subscribebyemail.com. And what I've started doing this year is just the facts and only the facts so that you can go in with your eyes open. Now, this is from the lovely gentleman over at blueberry.com. And Blueberry is a media host, Blueberry is a company that if you just want stats. So let's say I've had people that have said, nope, I'm going to use my website as a media host. And I'll go, I wouldn't recommend that. But at least if you're going to go that route, at least use Blueberry so you can get some decent stats. They are also the creators of the PowerPress plugin. And they have a new tool. Well, they are also, before I get off that, they have the subscribe on Android. And what's cool about that feature, it, it is it's growing and growing and growing. And there's such a huge, huge potential over on the Android side. And so I'll be adding a subscribe on Android button to my website because they have Beyond Pod has come on board. Simple Podcatcher, uh, Podcast Republic. These are all Android apps. And I believe I saw a post from Todd Cochran, who's the head of Raw Voice, who is the company that owns Blueberry that uh, another big player had come on board. So they're, they're creating tools to allow you to connect with your audience with the subscribe on Android 
tool. Now, subscribe by email. Here's what it says on their website. Uh, podcasters using PowerPress only have to activate the subscribe widget on their site sidebar to implement the subscribe by email protocol. Podcasters that do not use PowerPress, so you don't have to, can use the embed code created when you put your podcast feed into the subscribe link below. Uh, subscribe by email is about giving listeners and viewers a digital digest email of new podcast episodes. There are no advertisements, nothing to, to distract the listener. We want to provide you with a simple and efficient way for your audience to consume your shows. And that is true. I actually tested the system and there isn't a single advertisement anywhere. It says the main goal of subscribe by email is to help keep your listeners engaged and up to date on your podcast. Uh, email is universal. One click subscribe by emails provide another method to reach podcasters. New or existing listeners get notified by email of your latest episodes releases. This is only uh, the first and only multi show email podcast subscription service. Uh, help us spread the word. All right. So that is true. And I'm sitting here reading this going, well, this sounds pretty cool. What's the catch? Because usually if it's free, there's a catch. And so I went over and I signed up and I made a little uh, little widget. And uh, you'll see it if you go out to, again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 469. And lo and behold, sure enough, there came last week's episode emailed right to me. And I was like, well, this is pretty cool. And then I clicked on it. And it, it reads, you know, subscribe by email, podcast subscribe by you delivered to your inbox. And it says the typical daily digest includes of the shows that you have subscribed to. But we want to give you a quick update for the show. Below is the latest episode released for this program. Happy listening and watching. And again, they have their Blueberry address in the bottom. And there's a link there to unsubscribe. So they're uh, ICANN's compliant. And there it is. The School of Podcasting's morning announcements. Uh, last week's episode about how Kale Nelson had a sponsor before he even had a show. And you can listen to that by going to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 468. So I click on the link expecting to go to the School of Podcasting. And uh, no, I'm taking to the Blueberry site. And I went, hmm. All right. So if I click on that, uh, none of my show notes are here. So all the stuff now, now there is a, a link here, visit podcast homepage, but that takes me to my homepage, not the link. Now, when I go to the homepage, I can see because this is last week's episode that it's still right there at the top, but I was kind of like, okay. So this is one of those things, just go in with your eyes open. Now here's my thought. I love the intentions. Service works great. But what did I put in for this? Nothing. It's free. Okay. Are there better free solutions? Yes. MailChimp. With MailChimp, it's free. You can send 12,000 emails to 2,000 subscribers for free. So unless you're sending a ton of email and you have, you know, 1,999 uh, subscribers on your list. Trust me, it's going to take a long time to get up to 2000 subscribers and you can upgrade as little as $10 a month. And I went over to the MailChimp site and I can see where they have RSS to email free as part of a free account. Now here's the other thing that, and that will direct people to your website. 
And the beauty of this is if you ever want to do something like a poll or get some insight from your audience, I mean, you own those email addresses and, and take that very, very seriously. Don't spam, don't do anything, no, no, not, no horseplay, as my uh, grandmother used to say. So it's a tool, it's free, it's super easy to set up, but me personally, I am not going to be using this service. And if somebody asked me, well, what should I would use? I would say MailChimp and send the traffic back to your website. Hey, this is Ralph Sutton from the podcast, The SDR Show, The Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll Show. I've had a bevy of problems over the past couple of months as we just got started in June. And someone turned me on to Dave. I must have emailed him a hundred times. He's fixed every problem, answered every question, and I honestly could not say enough good things about him. He saved our podcast on multiple occasions. So if you're thinking about hiring someone, by all means, hire Dave. And if you're thinking about listening to a podcast, by all means, listen to The SDR Show. Thanks, Dave, for keeping us alive. All right, I have a strategy that I'm, I'm reading a book right now called Fizz, Harness the Power of Word of Mouth Marketing to Drive Brand Growth. It's by a guy named Ted Wright. And if you go out to schoolpodcasting.com slash 469, that will uh, take you to a link to where you can buy that book through my affiliate link. And I will thank you in advance for that. And this is an article. I'm basing this episode on an article I'm writing for Pottertainment Magazine. And normally... If I write it for Pottertainment Magazine, I do not mention it here in the podcast because, well, I want you to go subscribe to Pottertainment Magazine. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash Pottertainment, that's P-O-D-E-R, tainment, uh, that'll take you right over there. It's $12 a year, and it's a monthly uh, magazine geared strictly for podcasting. And then it dawned on me, not every one of you are subscribed to Pottertainment Magazine. So I'm using this as a tease to say, this is the kind of stuff you get if you subscribe to Pottertainment Magazine. But we're gonna talk about podcast promotion. And in general, if you've listened to the show, you know what I'm gonna say here in a second, but podcast promotion, it's simple, it's just not easy. Here is how you grow your audience. You ready? Identify who your audience is. Number two, make content that impacts and or inspires them. Make them laugh, cry, think, groan, something, or inspire them, educate them. It's gotta impact them. And we heard how people with the Serial Podcast were telling their friends, because they're like, oh my gosh, can't believe it. Number three, go to where they are. Yep, gotta get out of the chair, gotta get off the couch, gotta get online, gotta get going, can't just, you know, if they build it, they will come, not true. Number four, make friends and build relationships with them. That would be your target audience. Make friends with them. Why? Because when you go to step five and tell them about your podcast, if you haven't made friends with them, they're going to go, who are you again? And you're like, it's Dave. Go listen to my podcast. So when you make content that impacts or inspires your audience, they're going to tell, they're going to talk about your podcast. And so I was reading this book and he had a great example of this that I want to share with us. And he talks about Bissell. Bissell is a company that makes vacuum cleaners. And they made this one that had no motor. 
And you've probably seen this if you've ever been in a restaurant and somebody spills something and all of a sudden there's pasta all over the floor. They'll come out and push one of these little sweepers that has no engine, but it, it kind of goes around. And I think the, the wheels of the sweeper make the brush go around. At any rate, there's no motor. And the one that Bissell created not only had no motor, but this thing could like suck up a small raccoon, right? Or in this case, small toys. And now you've combined a feature of quiet and power. And they had a product again that could impact their target audience. Now their target audience in this case was women. Why? Without going completely stereotypical, studies have shown that women influence the decisions when it comes to purchasing cleaning products. But that wasn't enough. They had to niche down. Why? Because what was their key difference? Their key difference was they had power and quiet. So they had to define that target a little more. Who needed quiet? And they thought about it. They said, well, mothers, women with small children. Why? Because children are extremely messy. You don't realize this when you go, I'm going to bring a bundle of joy into our life. It'll be great. And they come out and everybody's sweaty and happy and you bring that baby home and you, you look at your living room and that's the last time you're probably going to see the floor, right? When you go over to somebody's house who has children, it doesn't matter. And they will, you'll see them. Oh, hi, welcome. Let me clean this up a little bit. And you know, like two seconds later, the child has come through like a tornado and all the toys are all over the floor again. Children are messy. And the other thing is, have you ever heard, uh, you know, we're, um, my, as I talk right now, I'm recording this on July 4th and my niece-in-law is bringing probably a two-year-old and getting them to take a nap can be challenging, which is a bummer because when they're tired, they're not a lot of fun to be around. So you want them to sleep. And once you get them to sleep, you want them to stay asleep. Why? Because you can finally sit down and go, ah. And so a lot of times that's when the mother would go to clean, but you have to clean without waking up it, the child, hence the Bissell powerful sweeper that lets mom or dad, if you're a stay-at-home dad, clean without waking up your spawn, <laughs> okay? So, all right, we got that. Now, we said go to where your audience is. Well, where do mothers with small children hang out? Well, it just so happened at this point, it was November and so they came up with a plan. They would go to the mall. So go to where your audience is, then make friends and build relationships. So the people at Bissell had a box that they carried with them and on it in big letters, it said mess. And inside this box were pine tree needles because it was November and, uh, and small toys. And they went to the mall and they had these shirts on that read Bissell across the front and they started throwing the mess on the floor and they were sweeping it up. Where did they do this? Right in front of the line for Santa, where the children and their moms were waiting in line. Now, Michael Hyatt, if you've never read the book Platform, what are you doing? Go read it now. I'll wait. It's a good book. It's one of my favorite books. He talks about making wow content and the children were mesmerized 
They're like, oh, check that. Mom, look at those guys over there. The, those people are making a mess. Can I go help? Because you know kids, right? That's their like their, their native tongue. Mess. Oh, my gosh. This is awesome. So they're making a mess. And they would come along with their sweeper and clean up the mess. So they had literally dozens of kids helping them make a mess. And then they had to take turns sweeping it up. And I'm thinking, like, Santa was probably flabbergasted. He's waiting for little Bobby to say something like, I want a football. I want a Nintendo. I want an Xbox. And instead he's going, I want one of those sweepers. Santa's like, huh? So when you make content that impacts your audience, they're going to tell their friends. So the moms are like, what? My child is excited about cleaning. They're taking pictures with their cameras. And of course, those pictures went where? On Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. And they're all calling their friends going, you are not going to believe what I just saw at the mall today. This was the most weirdest thing ever. Word of mouth. Going crazy. Why? Because they had a product that would impact their audience. Now, did it work? Now, previous to this strategy, sales of this sweeper had been declining for five years. And in the first year of this campaign, sales went from going down to going up 15%. And in the second year, they went up 25%. Now, the interesting thing about this, if you think about it, you're a sweeper company. There's, you know, you need to get your, your target audience in front of you. But there are no sweeper conventions. There's no, you know, new sweeper expo. There's no sweeper groups on Google+. Plus. There's no sweeper groups on meetup.com. And they just needed to figure out where they were and then give them something to talk about. Uh, they have another example in the book where they talk about there's a school, a private school, that, of course, stated the fact that, well, we have small class size and personalized attention. Hello, do you know of any school that says, well, we have really large classes and uh, we don't really care about your students? No, every school says we have small class sizes and personalized attention. So that wasn't enough. What really made them stand out is they had like expert, like big shot smarty pants teachers. All of them had like a PhD, an MD, and an ABCD, whatever it was. They had so many letters at the end of their name, you could start another alphabet. And that was the thing that made them set apart. So what they went to, they went to like a place where they had trivia, like at the local, you know, the woods restaurant here in Rocky River uh, has trivia night. And so they made a team and the name of the team was the name of the school. Like, I forget the name. I should get the book out here, but whatever that was, blah, blah, blah. So right there, little, little commercial. Cause they're going to say, and also joining tonight is the, you know, whatever team, blah, blah, blah. And they would just stomp people into the ground because these guys were ridiculously smart. And people would go, man, you got you in the, oh yeah, well, I'm one of the instructors at the Big Shot Smarty Pants School where we deliver small classroom and uh, personalized attention to your students. And yeah, it got people talking about the school. And yeah, it worked. Now, another application of this idea, I have what I would call an extreme hobby podcast called The Marketing Musician Back in the day, it was called the Musician's Cooler. Before that, it was called the Musician's Cyber Cooler. It was the very first podcast I ever did, and uh, probably the reason why it's still around. I don't want to kill my baby. 
But I once interviewed a musician who boosted sales by playing laundromats. Here again, the captive audience. And he would go in with just his guitar and a stack of CDs. And it was a small laundromat, so there was really no need for any kind of PA system. And he had it set up so that it wasn't going to conflict with his typical performances on the weekends. And one thing I got to say again, before I go any further, uh, this guy was awesome. And so again, that's that content that's going to impact you. And he would go in, he would talk with the people doing laundry. That's that old make friends with people. And then he'd do a few of his songs. And if someone requested a song, hey, do you know Freebird? <laughs> uh, he would do that. Do you know the electric slide? And uh, that would then build the old, the law of reciprocity, which is if I do something nice for you, uh, you might feel indebted to me and hopefully buy my CD. Sometimes called the freemium model, right? I'll do some songs for free, hoping you'll buy my CD. And he played the, the laundromat on the same day every week. Now this enabled people to incorporate that performance into their routine. Normally I do laundry on Wednesday, but hey, if you're gonna be here on Tuesday, I'll start doing my laundry on Tuesday. And when you publish your podcast on a consistent schedule, if you can, this is not a mandatory thing, but if you can, one of the benefits is that it will allow people to put your show into their routine. And so what happened? Well, people told their friends. I mean, when was the last time you went to the laundromat and got a concert? Yeah, I didn't think so. Me neither. And so people were telling their friends, you know, hey, Jill, you are not going to believe what was going on at the laundromat tonight. And this guy was awesome. And they started realizing that. And he would say, I'm, you know, I'm here every Thursday. And when they came back the next week, they brought their friends. It became like this laundry party and they bought CDs. But it, yeah, the CD was a way to benefit from this, but it was also that relationship that continued to blossom and reap the benefits. Why? Because the quote laundry audience started coming to hear him and his whole band on the weekends. And that larger audience then allowed him to charge more for his band because his band would bring in people. And that's what a club owner wants. Now I did something similar to this because the idea here is again with the laundry why did he try that? Because these people couldn't go anywhere. According to that washer, because you use the Super Soaker 2 uh, version, uh, you're going to be here for another 38 minutes. You're not going anywhere. Guess what? You get to listen to me. And because he was good and he wasn't annoying people, the uh, laundromat people didn't really mind. And uh, because people were coming to the laundromat to do their laundry. It's a win-win for everyone. And everyone went home smelling like spring breeze. Now, a different take on this is when I was doing the Musician's Cooler, now the marketing musician, when that had my full attention, it was cool. I was interviewing some really cool people, but I created a sample CD. And this CD had my logo in giant words that said free music marketing tips. And I took them to the local guitar center and I asked them if I could put them next to these like free newspapers in their lobby. And they said it was fine. And every week I would drop off a stack and typically I would go back in like a week or two and the stack was pretty much gone. And so what I did was I had put some clips together of people I had interviewed 
that were somewhat bigger names, you know, like the bass player from White Snake and the uh, drummer from Ozzy and all these other things, to say, wow, this guy has actual uh, street cred, for lack of a better phrase, as well as some of my best tips. And these were anywhere from one minute to three minute. And the idea was to give them something, again, that would impact them and leave them wanting more. So I actually had to dig, but man, I finally found this. And I'm laughing because, of course, when I did this show, I was jamming Dave Jackson. So here's a little clip. Uh, I, I'm playing this just so if you're new to podcasting, this is what we asked. We used to have to do to explain what the heck a podcast was. And uh, here it is. Music. Marketing. Mentoring. I hope you're thirsty. This is The Musician's Cooler, where musicians come to trade advice. Well, hello, cooler friends. It is I, your smiling host, Jammin' Dave Jackson, author of the book, Get Your Band Out of the Basement and Keep Them Out of the Asylum, and I want to welcome you... Anybody else think I sound like I'm 12? ...to the Musician's Cooler CD. Now, what the heck is the Musician's Cooler? Well, it's an internet radio show. It's a poorly named podcast. Better known as a podcast, so what the heck is a podcast? Well, a podcast is an internet radio show frozen in time. In fact, you can listen to it right online at our website, musicianscooler.com. Now, you can also, for free, download that MP3 file to your computer and you can listen to it whenever you want to, whenever you can get around to it. Now, the other thing I want to make sure you're aware of, you do not, I repeat, you do not need an iPod to enjoy the Musician's Cooler. Yeah, that kind of dates it just a little bit. Now, if you have an iPod or another portable media device, by all means, throw the Musician's Cooler on your iPod, and now you can listen to it whenever you want, wherever you want. After you sync it and plug the cable in and do the hokey pokey and turn yourself around. So what's the Musician's Cooler about? Well, our tagline is, it's where musicians come to trade advice. We talk about music, marketing, mentoring. We have interviews with major label artists, independent labels, booking agents, club owners, promoters, photographers, anything to do with the music business. Because if you think about it, the true enemy of an independent artist isn't another independent artist. It's PlayStation. It's the internet. It's smoking bands. It's everything that is keeping Joe Music Lover at home on the weekends instead of coming out to support local music. So we creatively Get together to exchange ideas to help you build that fan base so you can finally, because at this point I've told what it is, I haven't told how you're going to benefit. This is horrible. You can bring more people to the club, so that's going to get you more gigs, which is going to result in more music sales. All right, so enough of me yapping. What I want to do is introduce you to some of my cooler friends that I've been fortunate enough to meet over the last couple of years, and then when you're done listening to the CD, go to musicianscooler.com and you can subscribe to have this podcast delivered automatically to your computer for free every time we put out a show. Thanks for listening. Again, this is your host, Jammin' Dave Jackson. Sit back, get comfy, and stay cool. (laughs) 
which of course is the sound of a water cooler, which I had people from the UK say, we have toilets that sound just like that. So, um, not a really great, number one, it's a, that's two minutes. It should have been, here's what it is. Here's what it, it does. Here's how you're going to benefit. Got to get to those benefits. And on the front of the CD, it had besides free music marketing tips, it said my website address. And it basically the last track of the CD, uh, you'll hear me mention here, musicians cooler on the, on the thing we just listened to the last track was, Hey, thank you for, I won't make you listen to that one, but, uh, thank you for, uh, listening to the CD, pass it on to someone that might benefit from it as well. And of course, go back to my website. It was all about getting people back to the website. And you notice I kept saying free. There are people at, at the very beginning of podcasting where, well, do I have to pay for these? If it's in iTunes, you know, do I have to pay for these? I don't know if I've mentioned iTunes in this. This might've been pre iTunes. But the thing is, when I look at this particular strategy here, um, I never knew if it worked because I, I had no way to track it. If I did it again today, it'd be something like mywebsite.com slash CD. And then I might have a video there that says, hey, thanks for listening to the CD and following it on over. Here's how you subscribe to the show and have the written directions there and things like that. The other thing is I had made friends with the audience here. I had identified them as independent artists, but that might have then reduced the impact here because they might've been thinking, who is this guy? which is why I then had clips of these uh, somewhat well-known musicians at the time. And it was fairly cheap to put together. Now I had purchased a printer that actually printed on the CD, not on the labels. And I could basically make them whenever I wanted. Now, if you had the budget, there's a website and it's still around called Kunaki, which sounds like something, I don't know. Uh, if you get kicked in the knee or something, ah, Kunaki, I don't know. It's a weird name. K-U-N-A-K-I, and you can have a CD in shrink wrap with a two-sided uh, book with it for a buck. And what's weird, it was one to five units was a dollar. If you got six to 99, it was a dollar 75. So I never quite understood that, but it was pretty cheap and you didn't have to do it. And I'll put a link to that out in the show notes at uh, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 479. No special. This is all automated. You went through, you made your CD, you uploaded it, and um, off it would go. It was actually, they actually wrapped it, though, in cellophane, which was kind of a bummer because it was a pain in the butt to get CDs out of the package for those of us that remember CDs. But that was an example of something that I did in this way of trying to go where your audience is. Now, the other thing we have to say here is when it comes to promoting your podcast, the very first thing is don't forget step one. And you're like, man, what was, what was step one again? Oh, that's right. Identify who your audience is and really step two, make content that impacts and inspires them. If you don't make contact that doesn't inspire people, that doesn't impact them. What you're going to be doing is you're going to be promoting a bland show and the world is only going to figure out that you're boring quicker. So like I said, promoting your podcast, it's simple, but it's not that easy. But I liked this example in the book. Again, it's called Fizz, Harness the Power of the Word of Mouth Marketing to Drive Brand Growth by Ted Wright. I will have links to that out in the show notes at 469. And 
I was saying again, identify who your audience is, make contact that ins- make content that impacts them, inspires them, go to where they are, make friends and build relationships with them, and then tell them about your podcast. I've said that before. If you're a regular listener, uh, my apologies for being a bit of a rerun, but I thought this was a great example and it got me thinking, okay, I get the concept. How can I do that for my podcast? And that's why I'm bringing it to you. Maybe you've heard this and said, okay, that doesn't really fit me exactly, but maybe I can tweak it and go this route or do this, or maybe I'll find um, USB drives and I'll hand out USB drives with samples on them. However you're going to do it. Maybe I'll just hand out a a business card that says mywebsite.com slash card that has basically one file that auto plays. Normally I'm not a fan of auto playing, but maybe it auto plays. That is a quick four minute commercial for your podcast with a, a button there for iTunes and a button for Stitcher with directions on how to subscribe. Maybe you don't want to go to the CD route, but the bottom line is your audience isn't going to grow itself, right? You hope it does that they tell two friends and they tell two friends. So in that aspect, I guess it does. But what I mean by that is you have to push, you have to put it there first. You've got to go out and find that person so that they tell two friends and they tell two friends and they tell two friends. So Hope that got you thinking maybe a little outside of the box. And this is going to be a little bit, I say it's a shorter show. Uh, I will give you this insight. Uh, As I was recording this, my SD card uh, quit because it was full. So when you're done with your episode and it's up and it's posted and everything is good, yeah, delete the SD card because I had to re-record the second half of this story twice because I missed it. Also, a little update on the Castermind. This is the uh, group coaching that I launched last week. Man, it was impressive. Filled up super quick. Now, I was only having a handful, but I have created a waiting list. So the, the target audience for this is somebody who is not just starting a podcast. If that's you, go to theschoolofpodcasting.com and sign up because that'll walk you through the whole process of getting your podcast launched getting focused, getting your topic, picking the right gear, building your website. Everything you need to start a podcast is there at the School of Podcasting. This is more for the person who's got one up and now they kind of want maybe an accountability partner. They want somebody to bounce ideas off of. They want honest feedback on their podcast as well as maybe potential networking uh, capabilities. Uh, You do get access to the uh, private Facebook group of the School of Podcasting. And so I, right now I'm just starting the very first one. There is a waiting list if you'd like to join on. And, um, this, this may be something I do uh, a, a bunch of, and I was thinking about this because my day job right now is I trade my time uh, for money. I teach people a lot of Microsoft office. I teach a lot of Excel, teach customer service, all sorts of stuff. Well, and I, I don't hate my job, but I might be considering if I have enough people interested in this group coaching that maybe I trade my time for money focused completely on podcasting. That is, that's an interesting concept right there. So if you're interested in that, go to castermind.com and I will keep you posted on that. Also want to let you know that uh, Eric K. Johnson, better known as the podcast talent coach over at podcasttalentcoach.com. And I have a new episode of the podcast review show. If you go over to podcastreviewshow.com, you'll see the latest episode where we uh, 
put under 10 fitness under the microscope. We told Drew what he's doing good, maybe things he could work on. You can find that over at podcastreviewshow.com. You can also, if you're looking for an honest review of your show, you know, Eric has a bazillion years in the radio uh, division and is great as a talent coach to help you get your message out. I come in with my technical background and it's kind of like getting two consultants for the price of about a half of one. And if you do want to get reviewed, just go over to podcastreviewshow.com. If you want to join the School of Podcasting, simply go to schoolofpodcasting.com and sign up. And I have a coupon for you. It's listener, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. You will not see that anywhere on the web. That is only for you because you listened all the way to this point. And that's my way of saying thanks. Now, if you don't have a website, there's another path we can go here. And that is uh, send me an email, dave at schoolofpodcasting.com with the subject line, quick start. I will send you a link to where you can order your website hosting through my affiliate link. Now I benefit from that. And the way you benefit is you will get a free month at the school of podcasting and you can send me your welcome link. Like you'll get an email from the host that says, Hey, welcome to us. You forward that to me. I'll install WordPress for you and the plugins to get your website started. Now, obviously you're going to have to provide the pictures and the content and things like that, but you get, you get the free website, um, you know, install with WordPress and you get a free month at the school of podcasting. And that's if you don't have a website yet. That's just a way I've, I've worked that out. And if you do have a website, use the coupon code listener. So thanks so much for tuning in. We will see you next week uh, with another episode. We're going to be looking at a tool I found called the Stylizer that uh, is pretty interesting. And we'll be talking about in the future doing a podcast in character. And I may just pull back the curtain on my double secret probation, horrible podcast that I made and tell you just how bad, what kind of numbers you can get with a really horrible podcast. So that may be coming in the future. Until then, take care and class is dismissed. Hope to see you on the inside. So you working on anything right now? Oh, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm considering some options. I'm trying to uh, figure out what's next. Oh, no, that's great. I, you know, I am just so tired of going on dates where I have to listen to guys go on and on about how they're turning their Twitter feeds into blogs, their blogs into books, and their books into Twitter feeds. It's exhausting. <laughs> Stop pretending that your podcast is work, right? 